This is a Rooster Teeth production. After losing her family, Sarah Winchester moved into a modest eight-room farmhouse. Over the course of 36 years, she continuously built on this home, transforming it into a 160-room labyrinthian mansion. Questions continue to this day on why, but many believe Winchester was cursed and haunted by spirits. Today, we're going to dissect the mystery and explore the winding halls of the Winchester Mystery House. This is Red Web. Come on in, come on in, task force. You know what it is. It's the season. October is upon us. That means we're talking all about haunted houses this month. Today, specifically, one of my faves, the Winchester Mystery House. I'm your host, Trevor Collins, joining me with his gut instinct, coming in with a little bit of a psychic reading on this whole scenario, Mm-mm. Alfredo Diaz. Look, I have no powers. <laughs> I have no authority here in this realm or plane. Mm. Uh, this is one of the very few, and I'm talking very few, that I actually have heard of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just knew it was a house, and... Sh- there was the woman that like owned it, just kept yep. building rooms. Yep. I didn't know how many rooms. That's an insane amount of rooms. It's a lot of rooms. I don't know how you do that. Um, I'd be interested to see the square footage of the property, if like the actual house itself. Yeah. Um, to be able to fit that many rooms. Oh, we'll get we'll get into the the details oh, yeah. on like into the how many windows it. and doors and yeah. Room. Oh, I it love gets, that. Yeah, there's awesome. a lot going on. Um, but yeah, I just I just knew that there was a house with a bunch of rooms. Mm-hmm. And the owner built that because they were terrified of something. Oh, yeah. And that's pretty much it. Is this in California? This is in San Jose. San Jose, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah, not yeah, too yeah. far from where you yeah. grew up, right? Yeah, I grew up in uh, San Francisco proper. Not Bay yeah. Area. SF. Um, so, <laughs> like, I've been... SF comes out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I've been to San Jose a ton of times. Yeah. It's only, like, a 40-minute drive. Would you go here? Um, no, I, I, I look, I've lived in San Francisco for 25 years and I've never <laughs> gone there. I, yeah. I have friends and family who have, and I go, no. Hey, cards on the table, task force. There was an opportunity between two destinations to do a live ghost hunt later on this month. N- not to be mixed up with our Halloween special. That is already happening. We're doing multiple ghost hunts this month. This was uh, on the docket as one of the options. Oh, but I think where we're going, Fredo, is is going to be even more interesting. So okay. I'm happy that we're at least discussing this one this month. I also want to note that the name Winchester might ring a bell. We'll dive into the origin of all of that if you don't know. But does that ring any bells for you? A uh, gun. Yep. Winchester rifle. Absolutely. That is a part of this story. Absolutely. And before we begin, a reminder to all the task force, check out our YouTube channel, at Red Web Pod or the Rooster Teeth app, where we have our brand new show, a visual format show, complimentary to this podcast, Red Web Case Files, where we get hands-on with mysteries and explore deeper. The first episode, we did fan theories submitted from you all. There were some good theories. Very good theories, very good thoughts. And then the second episode, we dove into a PowerPoint presentation battle between the owl yep. and the catfish. Yeah. Gotta yeah. let us know. For for Many episodes we discussed <laughs> which one was scarier, and so we presented a PowerPoint presentation mm-hmm. to each other, and uh, it went off the rails. Absolutely, but yeah, it's a ton of fun, and you guys wanted more Red Web, so here we are. Yeah, and we've got we're going to be tackling a bunch of cool other stuff too. Oh so. yeah, I think the most recent episode because we're recording this ahead of time is us reacting to popular ghost clips from like TikTok and Instagram yeah. and whatnot, Reddit, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, uh, we, we figured good. out everything is fish line. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How many fish lines was that? Let's talk about the Winchester Mystery House. And let's start at the very top with Sarah Lockwood Pardee Winchester. She was the wife to William Wirt Winchester. And the couple lived in New Haven, Connecticut. William was the treasurer of the Winchester Repeating Arms Company, an American manufacturer of the very famous Winchester rifle and other firearms. Now, this company was founded by his father, Oliver Winchester, making William the heir to this otherwise enormous... Armory. <laughs> well, armory and <laughs> yeah. company. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> now, the Winchesters did have one child in 1866, Annie Pardee Winchester, who unfortunately passed away six weeks after her birth from Marasmus. That's a, uh, a condition where the child, or the baby in this case, has severe undernourishment, causing the baby to be significantly underweight. Oh my goodness. And unfortunately, they couldn't recover from that condition and passed away very early on. Two years after this tragic death, William also passed away on March 7th, 1881, due to tuberculosis. Jesus. Mm-hmm. So real quick before we continue down that path, because this kind of sets up mm -hmm. the remodeling situation. After William's passing, Sarah inherited 50% of the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. That would amount to, as their pamphlets on site at this destination today say, amounted to $20 million at that time. Wow, at that time? At that time. Oh my God. So in today's money, roughly $560 million. Jesus, in my head, I was like, maybe like five times more. Oh yeah. My, wow. Let, let that speak to the power of inflation. Yeah, true. Additionally, and I'm not gonna convert this into today's dollars, but right, interestingly right. enough, because even in today's dollars, this would be a lot, it is said that she also had $1,000 per day in royalties. Again, this is all from the pamphlets Dude. sold on site at Winchester today. I mean, look, that's the way you want it. That's, you want you want passive income. Yeah. That's what you want. Yeah. And, and royalties a thousand dollars a day. You're a good. Day. You're set. You're, shove aside the 20 million. You could live off that. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. God. Now here's the thing. It's based on a company around firearms, around hurting people, right? Yeah. And so you also have that mixed in with the fact that her daughter passed away at six weeks, her husband not soon after. You can imagine what this does to her kind of perspective on life. And I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but this is why she started to believe that maybe she was cursed, that oh, there was something like a dark nature yeah. surrounding this company and what it was doing to humanity, right. mass producing these like rifles. The company itself, the money that mm -hmm. the company is receiving, is just like blood money, bad it's, omen. Essentially, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So coming back to the money real quick. so. Now she is one of the wealthiest women in the world at this time. That's nuts. She put some of these funds towards the Winchester Chest Clinic at New Haven Yale Hospital, and the rest of it went towards her cross-country move. And then in 1886, Sarah left New Haven officially moving to San Jose, where she bought an eight-room farmhouse named Yanata Villa with plans to renovate it into a glorious mansion. I have photos for you here to look at what it looked like then when she mm. bought it and what it looks like today. So I'll let you go ahead and look at that while I give you some more information. It's interesting. Like, I guess she really liked the square footage of the overall property. Right. Because the house would because, have to grow into it. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. also just like, why wouldn't you just buy a mansion? Right. Exactly. So. Holy hell. Yeah. You can see how big and beautiful it is. That's but, huge. I'm, I, dude, the work that goes behind this must be insane. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it was decades, if not like almost four decades worth of work. 
She bought it in 1886, renovated it until her death in 1922. The house underwent near constant construction and became 24,000 square feet. And if you prefer, 2,200 square meters. And that's when it became known as the Winchester House versus Yanada Villa. 24,000 square feet? Yeah. You could fit a, a handful of houses in there. Well, isn't like, was it like eight or 12,000 is like qualifies as a mansion? Oh, I've, I've never heard that. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't put it past it. An 8,000 square house is big. Yeah. 24,000? That's so, like a hotel. Yeah. That's, that's insane. Yeah. That is a hotel. Yeah. Wow. This place is beautiful though. It's gorgeous. Um, my goodness. It's uh, the upkeep on this is must be insane. 100%. The garden is well kept. It's immaculate. It really is yeah. a gorgeous place, uh, despite all of the uh, I just, spooky paranormal activity right. that you might it just, experience. It just blows my mind because like you think about it, right? Like you have your house, yeah. right? And you just go, I'm just going to put more. Right. And I, I, like in my mind, I go, that's the size of the house. That's it. Maybe you tear down a wall or two connecting like a couple rooms or maybe you extend a piece. But yeah. the whole just like she, what this looks like is that she just cut off the entire like sides right. of the house and then just built out. Oh, absolutely. And I'm like, holy hell. Yeah. I mean, you could still see part of the original. Yep front facade yeah and then the rest is just like totally new so as i mentioned the construction continued through decades until sarah passed away september 5th 1922 due to heart failure from this point forward the construction stopped right of course right they finished no the remodels it up. yeah and so now it's just maintaining the appearance which they have done a tremendous job at so as it stands this mansion has ten thousand windows two thousand doors 160 rooms from the original eight, 52 skylights, and then, oddly enough, 47 fireplaces and 47 stairways, 13 bathrooms, and six kitchens. Okay, over 100 rooms. How many windows? Like 80? 10,000. It's Ten <laughs> <laughs> like as soon as you're finished cleaning the windows, you got to do another pass. Wait, 10, full time job. 10,000? 10,000. How the hell do you have 10,000 windows? Hmm. How like is that? that? I don't know. <laughs> I How don't is know. that possible? It doesn't look like it's even any, like I'm looking at the whole front side of the house. It doesn't look like it's anywhere near 10,000. Yeah. That is insane. It, it shows how big it is. There's like probably inner courtyards. There's probably windows into other rooms because this house is weird. I mean, I, I I meant to say this at the top for, for those who don't know the Winchester house. I don't want to bury this lead any further. This house is odd. There are stairwells that go to nowhere. There are doors that open up to drop-offs. There are corners that turn to dead ends. I mean, it truly is a maze of a mansion. And we'll dive into why. We'll dive into the curiosities and the theories section in a little bit. But this is what has me so fascinated about this place. It actually inspired Rose Red, a made-for-TV yeah. series from Stephen King. I didn't know that. I, I saw Rose that. Red as a kid, fell in love with it. Yeah, same. Beautiful. Terrified from the summer place. Oh, Go watch that, please. Stop this podcast to, to go watch it and come back because it is so cool to have watched that show and then, you know, heard about this. That is, um, that's nutty. It's it's a that, lot. That That is an insane number. Mm -hmm. it, it, like, doesn't make sense. It doesn't me. make any sense. <laughs> and what doesn't make any sense either here is a year after Sarah's passing, this house was appraised. So in 1923, the house was worth around $5 million. Not right. shabby, but okay. now equivalent to $71 million. When I hear there's penthouses that are like half a bill, I'm just impressed that this historic house 
Well, I guess I guess it was appraised at that time. Right. I don't yeah. know what it would be worth today. That's yeah, okay. That's true. But additional to all the oddities of this house come some very advanced technologies. So things we take for granted now were very cutting edge at the time. So let's dive in. Three elevators. There was an advanced heating system. They finally had indoor plumbing, faucets, and showers, which was completely new at that time. And an interesting device called an annunciator, which allowed her to communicate throughout the house with the staff that were spread among the hundreds of rooms, of course. You need an easy way to talk to everybody. What a wild job to pick up, being a part of the staff. Yeah, I uh, wait hand and foot. You know, I'm a personal assistant, but I can't find her half the time. Yeah. In fact, there was a part of this enunciator was a, there was a master board where Sarah could press a button on that board and a card would drop in other boards throughout the house, basically to flag what room she was in. Oh God. So if she wanted to get attention, she could go, let me click this. And a little red flag would pop down. I think you start to see that as the century turns, certainly in the Victorian houses of England, I've seen that a lot, but then people would know where she was and could come tend to her request. Right. That's that so is, cool. Here's a picture of that box, by the way. All these pictures, as always, on our social media at Red Web Naughty. Yeah. Really cool. Really, really cool, it's actually. So elaborate. This is absolutely crazy in the coolest way. 100%. It's, it's like there's a, it's chaos, but it's organized chaos. There's a system to it. Building elevators is also expensive. Very. Um, I was even is, today it's this, super expensive. Imagine I was, then. I was like, yeah, exactly. I was watching like a, a like a YouTuber, Mr. Beast. He has mm-hmm. his like warehouse and everything. He mm-hmm. had an elevator built in it. Cost him today eighty thousand dollars. My God, eighty thousand. I was like, maybe it'd be twenty. Do you think these were like really unsafe elevators though? They're just like, you know what? Just throw a rock right. as the counterweight down the <laughs> shaft and it jerks you up. Granted, the these level. are just like elevators in a house as right. opposed to a warehouse. But there's multiples. Right. Exactly. So, like I, that just would have been nuts. Oh yeah, absolutely uh, expensive. So. And this is just to name a few of the technological devices in her now Silicon Valley home. There were also, as I mentioned, stairs and doors that led to nowhere, areas where you turn the corner, it's a sudden dead end, etc. All of this stuff just arouses so much curiosity. And we'll dive into more of that. But while Sarah's lifestyle sounds pretty glamorous, right? Pretty ritzy on the dollar side, earning a lot of money. Her reasoning for constructing this house is anything but glamorous. And again, we'll keep diving into that. But after the death of her husband and her daughter, Sarah became once again convinced that she was cursed. This curse is what inspired her to move from Connecticut to California as she assumed she would escape whatever evil spirits were haunting her and her family. Sarah, we've learned the hard way. It attaches to you. Yes, they certainly do. Additionally, it is worth saying as well, there are some health reasons. So Sarah had rheumatoid arthritis, and the drier climate of California was said to be a little bit better on her to maybe relieve some of that pain. But regarding the spirits, Harry Houdini actually visited the house in 1924 to investigate to see if there was any paranormal activity potential. Houdini himself never shared the details of his visit, Damn. but he supposedly searched for specific rooms that were said to have high rates of paranormal activity. Personally speaking, I think maybe he was just searching the house for a secret button that if he pushed it, it would open the vault and reveal the hidden treasure. Mm. That's just me, though. The treasure's going to end up being guns. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> Which is yeah, funny yeah. because she, has, she wants nothing to do with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, I wouldn't put it past this house to have a couple secret pockets, you know? Yeah. I mean, who knows, you know? As much as, like, you want to get away from it, you're also just so accustomed to it. Like, right. Like, that's your life. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. I mean, 
Houdini visiting. Yeah. What a Houdini like fun little like tidbit. I didn't fun, I didn't yeah. know he was a paranormal ghost hunter. That's the thing is or whatever. And and now I'm kind of speaking freely. I don't know too much about this arena, but Houdini wasn't just a master magician, right? He wasn't uh, an illusionist, or you know, like he did other things too. In fact, he would use that to debunk fraud, right? People that would pretend to speak to the dead and kind of fleece people out of their money by lying to them and manipulate. Like he was like, it's one thing to put on a show and kind of be performative and provide entertainment. It's another thing. Again, I'm I don't know his disposition, but it's another right. thing to lie to people and use their personal like affairs to make money like mm-hmm. somebody has a passed away husband you can pretend to speak to that person that's pretty crappy you know what i mean yeah so that was one of the things he did and so i can see how it makes sense to come to such an interesting location especially with all the rumors flying around so the idea that sarah was cursed has led to many many questions regarding who she was cursed by why she might have been cursed as well as why the construction on this house was never ending We're going to dive into those questions a little deeper as we discuss the theories here in a second. But first, of course, it's a haunted house. I want to dive into the hauntings experienced by many people over the years. We're not going to get all of them, but we're going to hit some of the classics. So supposedly there have been over a thousand ghosts living in this Winchester mansion. How? That's interesting. A lot of rooms. Each of them get their own 24 square feet. True. Not bad. But how does that happen? If you are a magnet for activity, perhaps, uh, especially if you believe in the curse because of that blood money situation, right. like this person is behind a lot of uh, untimely deaths right. because of the company. I mean, I'm assuming that Sarah felt cursed, mm. moved, and then, okay, hypothetically, became this magnet and then just started collecting. Oh, and that's why she was building. She's like, I need a new clean room. Okay, now this one's like riddled with spirits. Let's get another room. <laughs> yeah, another okay, spirits. Room and, yeah. Or just to confuse them, right? Was not that like a thing? That's that was part of it, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I mean like the theory of Sarah's a magnet attracting mm-hmm. the paranormal. Yeah, okay. Or it's, contagious it, placebo effect. What an insane like life to live. Oh yeah, to live the next 35 years after your family passes away like a thousand ghosts yeah that's wild but again we'll dive into more details okay. on all the who's and why's and what's people don't uh, in the theories one let alone like oh yeah uh, oh, oh wow. yeah that's, mm. now i do want to say there there's not a lot of concrete evidence providing proving that the house is haunted of course that i can say without a doubt applies to any haunted house it's really really hard to get that concrete evidence otherwise you'd see a whole chapter on ghosts in your science textbook but Despite that, there is so much anecdotal evidence of people experiencing un, just an ungodly amount of unexplainable events in this house. So, those who have gone to the mansion for tours have reported paranormal occurrences like varying temperature within the same room, cold spots and everything, footsteps, cooking smells, whispering, doors and windows slamming. And while the entirety of the Winchester house is considered to be haunted, some rooms have more paranormal activity than others which plays into a little bit of our jest, but also like maybe certain rooms just kind of were a magnet for it. Yeah. Now, allegedly, music has been heard playing from the organ in the grand ballroom that is believed to be the late Mrs. Winchester playing songs when she can't sleep. There are also reports of many seances being held by mediums in a room known as the Blue Room. Mediums reportedly saw light orbs bobbing around the halls and felt the presence of the home's deceased staff. 
which also plays into Rose Red, because I'm just a huge fan, where the people that passed away, We're they're, they're saying the that the construction was cursed, so, so people would pass away, and then their spirit would be trapped mm -hmm. to forever work on the house and forever be part of the house. And so that's, this is like the kind of fact part of that story, what it's based on. Yeah, I mean, American Horror Story, Murder House. Oh yeah, that's the first season, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Murder House first It is season. so good. Oh, and they revisit it a ton of times because it's just so popular, but mm -hmm. yeah, you died there and then you were stuck there. Yeah. Now, if you go to the Winchester Mystery House website, the official one, there are three different kinds of hauntings that they have said or how they classify it that are reported within the mansion's walls. First, you have the residual haunting, a very popular type of haunt where a spirit or an energy has kind of left an imprint on the space. I'm going to read as the website has it. Quote, in this type of haunting, a spiritual playback is stuck on repeat. A moment from the past is played back over and over again, like a video on loop. The events played back may be traumatic or life-changing to the person who experienced them, or they could be routine tasks the person performed many times. Purportedly experienced in the grand ballroom and the chilly basement of the estate, these hauntings involve the famous wheelbarrow ghost working on the fireplace or pushing a wheelbarrow full of ash or coal. There's also the even more creepy intelligent hauntings. This is a type that would respond to people, respond to questions. As they say, quote, in this type of haunting, there seems to be a consciousness behind the paranormal act, and the spirit is attempting to interact with the living world. Usually there are no more than gentle tugs on the shirt or skirts during tours, but longtime maintenance worker Denny reports that one morning after entering the water tower, he heard the patter of footsteps above. He ascended to let the trespasser know the three-story structure was off limits, but the footsteps always seemed to be one step ahead of him and one floor above. His search culminated on the roof with no one in sight. Now that is eerie. Ooh. Also brave. Very. Couldn't pay me enough. No. This is a less serious tangent. Mm-hmm. So I need some levity right now because the next one's even creepier. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, okay. So the whole imprinting, right? It's mm -hmm. like a task that's repeated over and over again, et cetera. Sure. So like a modern day imprint could be someone just on their phone scrolling then, right? That's awesome. That's right? awesome. <laughs> You're right. I mean, if somebody's get, got a habit of sitting on the couch just scrolling away. Yeah. You, you know, maybe you can see like that spirit swiping right. Ooh, a left. You know, imagine how if embarrassing you're here, swipe would, right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Imagine how embarrassing it would be to leave oh. an imprint of like you swiping oh, on your many, phone. Oh, I have too many habits that oh. they do not want to see right. 100 years from now. Yeah. Oh. Dude, that's funny. That's actually uh, one of the fan theories we discussed in the first web of uh, Red Web Case Files. Somebody submitted yeah. that a spirit could be, whoa, in this room right now. Oh uh, my goodness. A piece of our over. soundboarding fell over. Are you good, Stacy? Stacy's working on our audio. Uh, no worries, no worries. I just want to make sure everything's good. But yeah, in our Red Web Case File episode one, when we talked about the theories uh, yeah. from the fans, one of them was that spirits could be just looking down yep. the fourth dimension, yeah, which we, would be time mm -hmm. to see other entities. Task That's was, so cool. That was, that was such a fun episode. Oh yeah. And Task Force you guys had are smart. so many great experiences and great theories. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, you could just be caught like a just an imprint, a repeat of you on the couch, just on your phone. <laughs> Please let it be me on like the treadmill. Something a little bit more, you know, like, hey, that guy's got his life on straight. Yeah. Like, man, this guy had his life together. I wonder like how he passed away. 
on the treadmill. Right. I put it up to max and I tripped and got I got tucked underneath it. <laughs> yeah. Tumbled someone, like a baby. Someone, oh, no, no. someone threw some Legos on the treadmill. Set them going. Oh, God. All right. The last type of classification to their website is shadow figures. Now, this is the type I do not want to run into, mm. but I feel like in my short experience of ghost hunting and investigation, I've witnessed something like this. In fact, I try to describe a shadowy figure experience at Penhurst, which you're going to see Task Force in the Halloween special at the end of the month. Whew. Anyway, I'll, leave, I'll let that be. But as the website says, quote, the most commonly reported, oh, why is it got to be common? The most commonly reported supernatural <laughs> occurrence is the appearance of a shadowy human-shaped manifestation. What seems like an are my eyes playing tricks on me moment may sometimes feel too real to ignore. Shadow figures or shadowy shapes that resemble people are purported to be seen roaming around corners, down long hallways, and appearing in windows. Speaking of windows, a former marketing director employed by the house captured a photo, and you can go see this on their website, and caught what appears to be a human-shaped apparition looking out of the house onto the front gardens. Mm. Do you want to still be the marketing director after you see something like that? No. I think that that's the juice. That's the headline. Your job just got easy. So... So come here, see the shadowy figure. He'll haunt your nightmares for decades to come. So I, I have a little story. Oh, God. Okay, yeah. So uh, just recently, I did like a, like a big photo shoot. Mm -hmm. And we had, like, I was covered, like, full body paint. And so we had a makeup art, a couple makeup artists. Mm -hmm. And there were a couple, like, uh, assistants. I was talking about how, you know, because you just get that, you're in the makeup chair. You just get to talking about whatever. Mm -hmm. I was sitting there and I was talking about like, oh, you know, like any plans. And this was like leading up to Penhurst. I was like, oh, we're, gonna go, we're heading down to Penhurst Asylum. You know, we have like a uh, Internet Mysteries podcast that I do, Red Web. And so like the assistant, she was like, uh, oh, so talked about Penhurst. And then I talked about how like, oh, maybe we're going to do Winchester. Mm -hmm. And so the makeup artist, she was like, oh, I went to the Winchester house. And I took a photo. Yeah. And she was describing yeah, yeah. how she's like a magnet and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Showed me. It was outside. Oh, no. It was like someone took a photo of her. And in the window, there are people there. <gasps> there are people in the window. <gasps> and people I, it, multiple? It's, it's, like, it's like in an iPhone. So and she it's, showed it's you? Like, yeah, I zoomed in. <gasps> and I was like, those are people. So oh. that being said. We talked about it recently on how like, well, why can't things get captured in like 4K or whatever? Yeah. It was 4K. She's in front of the house, standing there yeah. smiling, and in the windows are people. Like, Oh my are, God. Like, like it, it, it's so vividly real that, I, that in my head, I tried to like, I tried to debunk it by just yeah. multiple things, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just like people posing there. Um, Reflections. I, I, I was like, in my head, I was like, I don't know her that well. Maybe this is Photoshop. Right. I don't know. She just like came out of the woodwork to lie to you. She right. just had this pocketed and I worked with her. Here's the thing. What Do we have a Macaulay Culkin Home Alone situation happening? You know, we got mm. a Michael Jordan cut out hanging around on the, on the, the train That's going true. around the Christmas tree. Right. Or, or a clown in the shower. Like, it, I mean. I, I, there was like <laughs> five different Ooh, people in the that. windows. And I was just like. Those are people. Oh, that's giving I, me chills. I, like, I, to me, I'm like, there's like, there's an explanation to this, but those are people. Yeah, the explanation is ghosts. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps uh, that 
that I'm, you know what? Now I'm kind of glad we're going to the other location because this was this was almost going to happen. That that said, the the other place is just as haunted. I oof, Dude, okay. It, it's so it's just so I will say mm-hmm. it's just so weird because we want that tangible evidence, right? And I got it. I didn't know what the hell to do with it. Right. It's like, it's like, <laughs> I'm like a dog chasing cars. I don't know what to do once I get it. Um, so I just sat there and go, uh, cool. You know, I, yeah. I just didn't know. I still don't know how to process that. Yeah. In my head, I just go, it must be fake. It must it's be like fake. one of those glitches in the Matrix where your mind just kind of wipes that knowledge from your head because it doesn't know how to process it. Yeah. That's deeply eerie. And, I, and I'm sure there's some sort of explanation. Uh, that's what I keep telling myself. But, but it's just I like, don't know what it is. Sometimes it's tough. <laughs> oh, man. That's gnarly. Well, speaking of that, we're, we're about to dive into the theories. And before we do that, I do want to say, Task Force, I want to be better about this. I want to open up the email once again, because we've reacted to your submissions of online content, but I've also, like, you guys have submitted some evidence of your own before, just like this. So this reminded me, if you have had any encounter, whether it be an EVP, like an audio recording, uh, a video, a photo especially, or anything like that, that you think quantifies evidence of the paranormal, aliens, cryptids, or anything in between, please send that to us. Make sure evidence is in the subject to redweb at roosterteeth.com. We have that email. It's always open. I'll just say that. But we haven't really properly used it. And so sometime in the future, I would love to do a Case Files episode where we react to your evidence. Yeah, that'd be great. See if we can try to debunk it. Otherwise, we're going to react to it and see what's up because I want to put the feelers out. Task Force, you've been amazing. This whole ride now comes the next step, getting yeah. involved, sharing that evidence. Let's group think this thing mm-hmm. and see, uh, I don't know, let's just try to uncover yeah. some stuff. And like really like put it all on the table. You yeah, know? You if got, you're comfortable with that. Right? Yeah, yeah. If you're, Share com- what you're comfortable, if, if you're comfortable with. like, you know, like get, get into, you know, the weeds of the story and, and obviously like your personal information is your personal information. But like, if you have a photo like that, you know, I, I just like send that in. Oh yeah, and we might have to send back release forms because I want to make sure we do this prim and proper. Because if we're gonna make it into content, etc., right. we want to make sure that not only do you have the credit, your names on it, if you want that, but also that you have agreed to. Anyway, well, that's business speak. Send to the weeds, but it'd be cool to do an episode with your guys' experience. Oh yeah. Hello there, Task Force. It's Trevor, sounding a little bit different and keeping it nice and succinct today because Red Web is out there on the road doing some ghostly stuff for the month of October. I hope you guys have been enjoying these Haunted House episodes. We have a live ghost hunt coming towards the end of the month. And we also have our ghostly special on Halloween where we went to Penhurst Asylum and a lot went down. So subscribe to our YouTube channel not only to see that, but also our season of Case Files. With that said, let's talk about some of today's fantastic sponsors. This episode of Red Web is sponsored by BetterHelp. We live in a complicated world, and sometimes in our personal lives, we can get stuck focusing on problems instead of coming up with solutions. But sometimes, those same situations can be easier if we're able to reframe our mindsets. It can be difficult to train your brain to focus on problem solving, especially if we're faced with life's challenges. At least, it's not easy on your own. So, 
How do you learn? Well, that's where a therapist can step in and help. I really enjoy the experience that BetterHelp gives you on their website. It's nice, clear, and cut, so you know exactly what you're diving into, and they help you find your therapist with your particular needs through a nice and simple survey. And at the end of the day, we can all get so much from therapy, whether it's reducing stress, helping with anxiety or depression, or just healing in general. If you're interested in giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's entirely online, it's convenient, it's private, and importantly, it's affordable. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com RedWeb today to get 10% off your first month. Once again, that's BetterHelp.com RedWeb. This episode of Red Web is also brought to you by the upcoming blockbuster film, Black Adam. From New Line Cinema, Dwayne Johnson stars in the action-adventure Black Adam, the first ever feature film to explore the story of the DC superhero comes to the big screen under the direction of Jean-Colette Serra, also the director of the film Jungle Cruise. This movie begins in the ancient Kondok. Teth Adam was bestowed the almighty powers of the gods. After using these powers for vengeance, he was imprisoned, becoming Black Adam, and nearly 5,000 years have passed, and Black Adam has gone from man to myth to legend. Now released, his unique form of justice born out of rage is challenged by modern-day heroes who form the Justice Society, Hawkman, Dr. Fate, Adam Smasher, and Cyclone. New Line Cinema presents a Seven Bucks Flynn Company production, a Jean-Colette Serra film, Black Adam. It's smashing into theaters and IMAX internationally beginning on October 19th and in North America on October 21st, 2022. It's going to be distributed worldwide, so don't you fret. It's coming to you via Warner Brothers Pictures. So check it out, get your tickets when you can, and see the incredible film Black Adam. This episode of Red Web is also brought to you by ShipStation. Whether you're starting small or scaling up, ShipStation makes ship happen. No more limiting your business to one store. ShipStation integrates with every platform, including Amazon, Etsy, eBay, Shopify, and all the many others that I know you and I both use, Task Force, making it very easy to manage all of your shipping from one simple dashboard. You can maximize your sales with minimal effort thanks to ShipStation. Save time with consolidated order management and automated shipping updates for your customers. Easily compare carriers, rates, and delivery times to get the most out of every send. This enables you, Task Force, and any other small creators out there to get the same discounted shipping rates as Fortune 500 companies. So it doesn't matter whether you're sending a stack or a truck full, you're going to get the best rates possible for your growing business. Join over 130,000 companies who have grown their e-commerce businesses with ShipStation. 98% of the companies that use ShipStation for one year become customers for life. So what does that tell you about the quality of ShipStation? So if you're interested, ship more and grow more with ShipStation. You can go to ShipStation.com today and sign up with promo code REDWEB for a free 60-day trial, baby. That's a good amount of time. So start today, get set up before the biggest shipping season of the year. Again, that's two free months. Visit ShipStation.com, click the microphone in the top, type in that red web, and let them know we sent you. Get your ship on and enjoy ShipStation. And with that said, let's dive right back into the mystery. All right, now, moving on to the theories. Let's dive into a couple more of the details, some of the questions. 
but the theories as to what is going on in this eerie mansion, also answering hopefully the question, why? Why did the remodel go on so long, forever, essentially, until she passed away? What was the end goal? Let's dive in. So, one of the top theories is that spirits were guiding the construction choices of the house. Sarah supposedly held nighttime seances in the tower of the house. You can see that here on the photo. It's on the left side of the photo if you're going to go check out our social page for it. It's a really interesting looking tower. So, she would hold seances in the tower of the house, now known as the witch's cap, because it looks like a witch's hat. Yeah. The morning after these seances, she would deliver new building plans to her foreman. These seances were believed to be times when she would be contacted by the spirits that haunted her and given new instructions for the home. However, Winchester's staff stated she had no interest in seances and there is no record of them ever being held in the house. Certainly not by Sarah Winchester herself. So, there is a wrinkle in the theory. It's very fascinating. It does try to answer why the building kept going and right. was she trying to placate the spirits at hand. That's a really cool twist. Obviously, I don't I don't put any weight on it. Sure. Because it very much because I know there's probably a lot of evidence as to why Sarah was terrified, etc. So mm -hmm. the whole like holding seances to invite them and communicate with them and then to further like expand on like that feels like Sarah had a relationship with these ghosts, right? right. Like, or be, or became a reluctant, yeah, kind of vessel for True. for that. And then that could kind of, I mean, again, it sounds very fantastic. It sounds very movie plot, mm -hmm. but it could answer why this was such a hotbed for spirits. Maybe the spirits finally had someone that was willing to build them a house. True, but oddly enough, <laughs> yeah, the spirits been like, yeah, build me this room. Mm -hmm. I just. I want a room with a view. I yeah. want 10 windows in my one room and I want a stairwell to the ceiling. Exactly. Weird. It's just weird. Yeah. I, I will say as much as that, like, it's a really cool theory and like a fun little twist. Yeah. Why are ghosts asking for rooms? I mean, I'm not even <laughs> hung up on that. I'm hung up on the fact that the staff there has, has clearly stated that she wasn't interested in that. She was clearly worried that she was cursed. Why dig into it? You know? Yeah. And it doesn't answer the question as to why is this house so topsy-turvy? Why are there dead ends? Like, is that because the spirits were just playing with her? Like, yeah, the spirits just wanted random stuff. Yeah, it just makes it hard to dive in on that one. But there's some other theories. The next theory was uh, going back to her original belief that she, Sarah Winchester, was in fact cursed by the spirits of those who were killed by the Winchester rifles or oh. any of the weapons from that company. Yeah. Oh, that would answer why there was like a thousand mm -hmm. that's pretty cool you didn't go for the messenger you went for the person that enabled the messenger yeah yeah that's intriguing so sarah of course as i mentioned believed herself to be cursed by those who were killed by the guns made by her late husband and father-in-law's company because she inherited much of her wealth from the company she felt guilty using the blood money for her own benefit i did mention earlier that she she had donated a lot of that to hospitals in the local area and specifically a chest-centric area of the hospital because her husband had passed away from right. tuberculosis. But after kind of feeling out the idea of being cursed, Sarah met with a medium named Adam Kuntz in hopes of overcoming her guilt of inheriting blood money. So Adam told Sarah that the Winchester family, quote, the Winchester family had spread evil and violence around the world with their guns, and now spirits were seeking vengeance, end quote. That's such an easy narrative. Mm -hmm. You spoon-fed him, he's spoon-feeding you back. Yeah. Even then, that's my initial thought, right? Like, Sarah's like, this is how I feel. 
Adam spoon feeds her back. Mm-hmm. Regardless of that, that's the easiest like narrative to go with. Even if Sarah didn't give anything to Adam, right? Adam's a medium, so obviously it's like Sarah's experiencing something, and heir to the Winchester. Like I don't know. Yeah, like he's. I, definitely- I just feel like it's so easy to be like, you make guns. Yeah. And so that pisses people off. That's the the one to one connection right. A yeah. to B. You know. So I, I'm looking to see what else this medium Adam is bringing to the table. All right. Well, let's dive in. So Adam advised her because of what he just said to appease the souls of those killed by building them a home. It kind of goes hand in hand with the previous theory a little bit. But Adam told her these spirits were the ones who had taken her husband and her daughter from her. So if she ever stopped the construction, the spirits would get her and thereby answering not only the problematic like issue of putting the fear into this poor woman and saying, never stop or they'll get you, but also answers like maybe why she continued so long. Adam sounds terrible. He, that's the thing. He's using tragedy from top to bottom, personal, global, whatever, to initiate a lot of fear and to alley-oop her pre-existing concerns of being cursed. Like that's that's kind of dark. Like, come on. But uh, the... the- I, the whole him, like the spirit true but the spirits took your daughter and your husband like that's just so far-reaching to me yeah interestingly enough on top of that their daughter annie passed away the same year that the company was founded and so a wrinkle to me is that i'd be hard-pressed to say that this is vengeful spirits that came after the family true thereby kind of debunking one of the major legs of this whole thing mm-hmm. because if Annie was born the same year as this company was founded they didn't immediately right hop out there you know what I yeah. mean yeah I mean companies it takes a while to get them I mean you talk about founded mm-hmm. not like year of production or anything like that let me throw a pretty out there theory at you okay if ghosts are residual energies from a different time i.e looking down the lens of the fourth dimension of time, someone from the past, their energy can kind of interact with us. What's to say ghosts from the future couldn't interact with us? Why has it got to be one direction? I'm I'm really bending over backwards to try to figure out the Annie situation, her being born the same year as the company, but I'm also trying to address the idea that if this company right. was a nexus point, if you will, for this universe, for this world, and down the line, there was a bunch of vengeful spirits created because of this company. Right. Could they go back to the origin of this company to yep. haunt? Just a wild theory. Yeah. No, I mean, I totally get that. So that, so what we're getting at there is time is not as we see it. Mm-hmm. It's not a straightforward path. It can be traveled on. You can't go back. You can't go forward. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's presuming yeah. that the spirits can access a fourth dimension mm-hmm. also presuming that the spirits are there yeah i mean that also kind of goes into like very metaphysical right very much so that's also kind of like right different timelines like essentially at that point or rewriting the timeline because then you grew up bad things happened with you know people with the rifles and then the people that died went back in time kind of terminator-esque too yeah went back in time where's the winchester family <laughs> right pretty much oh man yeah that's a uh, that's crazy a sci-fi it's a pretty wild one but when it it's comes fun. yeah it's it's fun to to kind of at least indulge in a little bit now another wrinkle in this comes from winchester house historian janin bomi 
They contradict this theory by explaining that, quote, people back then didn't really have a massive guilt complex over guns. They were a useful tool, something that people needed for survival. And I think that's an interesting point to decipher because oh. we're talking about the late 1800s. We're not 2022. Yeah, yeah you know? that is a valid point. Yeah, no cars, no electricity. Some people are hunting for gain, yep. hunting for game, right? Like, or hunting not even for game, but for, for food. I mean, like, right. it's a different time. Lastly, when it comes to Adam's involvement here as a medium, some think that Sarah modified his advice by constructing the house to be a labyrinth in order to confuse and fend off the evil spirits, the spirits that had chased her cross country and might be trying to get after her. The home, once again, has secret passageways, doors that go to nowhere. There's trap doors that I didn't mention, stairs that go to the ceiling. There's all sorts of odd ways to confuse a spirit. But even when I first heard this fact, my gut said, yeah, but a spirit goes through walls and right. like, it doesn't matter it, right. if it can follow you across the country. You know, I think it can follow you through the house. So I, I find mean, that to be super fascinating, but unless it doesn't unless carry a lot of weight, that's just like a movie thing. You know what could I mean? Be. Could be right. Like there could be vampires. I could be at my home mm -hmm. and then be like, well, you can't come in. And then they just walk right in. I go, oh, the movies have failed me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can't come in here. I'm in. Ah! <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> okay. Now, on to the next theory that she may have been reminiscing over her late husband. Because working on this house may have been Winchester's way to deal with her grief following the death of her husband and only child. According to the LA Times, Sarah and William oversaw the construction of their New Haven home. Considering that they had shared this activity together, Bomi claimed, and this is the historian I mentioned earlier, that she thought, quote, Sarah was trying to repeat that experience by doing something that they both loved, which would be remodeling a home, a dream home, and building it. If this was Sarah's way of paying homage to her husband, she surely succeeded as the home was both beautiful and expansive. And also, just to put my own personal take into it, if it did provide some level of therapy to her, to, to provide some resolve for her grief, why stop? She had the finances to keep going, and if she did stop after the first phase and she felt that kind of grief creeping back in, I could imagine diving back into this process might help keep her own personal demons at bay. My thing about this theory is I can see that completely, mm -hmm. but it doesn't explain why it was such a labyrinth with traps and doors that led to nowhere. Great point. Like why build it that way? Yeah. Like that's the issue I'm having with this theory because there's no signs that sure there's evidence that they liked building together mm -hmm. you know they're the you know that's a it's a big daunting thing um actually a lot of like a lot of uh it puts a lot of strain on relationships and marriage actually like building a oh home. yeah um as it's a lot more stressful than you think it is oh yeah um so yeah no i see that but there's nothing that kind of leans me even remotely close to building what this house is. That's a great point. Honestly, I think that maybe it's just the emotional side of me. I love this theory. I love it too. Because it's so grounding and so real. But you're right. It doesn't properly... Now, now I'll spitball. My father's a GC, mm -hmm. so I'm a little bit a little bit tangentially familiar with the, the building process. And it could be that this was meant to go on and on and on forever. And that some of these stairwells might have been in anticipation of growth. Doorways in anticipation of growth. Same with the dead ends. And that maybe the next phase would have actually been to lift the roof back off 
continue some of those stairways up to another floor, continue those hallways down to another wing. But again, that's just spitballing because some of these dead end into the middle of the house Mm -hmm. and create a lot of questions. And and this is me just assuming mm -hmm. there's probably a ton of doors that do lead to nowhere, like in the middle of the house. Yeah. So there's no room or way to expand that. Right. Like there, there's Most, no reasonable plan. To exactly. Like yeah. Most likely there's a ton of rooms that have no reasonable plan. Same with trap doors. True. Like what's the plan for a trap door? Oh, hold on. I'm lost. Let me just lift up <laughs> this floor panel. Hey, are you down there? Oh, hey, what's up? And then you just close right. it again. Right. Can you drop me down a, a, a <laughs> roll of toilet paper? You know, like. Dude, like, yeah. So like. No, I like this though. I like this back and forth that we're having right yeah. now because it, it's 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 making me think. Yeah. Just another side note. Get out there. I'd be absolutely terrified with a house. Even take out the 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 labyrinth part of mm-hmm. it. I'd be absolutely terrified with a house this big. Right, because cleaning it would be a, just a torture. Oh, yeah, that would be just imagine dusting alone. Expensive. <laughs> no, but seriously, expensive. I'd be but, with you. Would you spend a week in this house? Uh, hell no. Would you live a week in this house? What? No. No what? No. Oh. What if you got staff? <laughs> what if you got staff and the ability huh? no. to hit those buttons? Oh, okay. Two, day, two days. Two days? Two days? No. Okay. Three days. Uh, three? No. All right. You're going, you're going the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> but, I don't know. I, I might try it. I, I would give it a go. And, and then as soon as the sun set, I would regret everything. I'd, I'd be like, let me take a, a night quill look, and, and look. see you in 12 hours. Look. Quick note. Okay. Maybe a little teaser. If I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Sure, I'll do a night. What are you trying to say? No, I'm just saying, watch, so like, the, watch like, Penhurst. <laughs> when, I'm, like, when I'm going camping, I'll bring you because the mosquitoes. You'll, you'll, right. But then right. when we go somewhere haunted, you'll mm. bring me. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't like this analogy. <laughs> I, I learned some things while we're at Penhurst. Oh, my God. Oh, the tunnel. Oh, oh you're going to have to check it out. Okay, okay. The final theory I think is interesting, and it, it's usually a common one in, a, in an arena like this. That was this a hoax? Many people believe that the haunting of the Winchester house might simply be a hoax. Much of what we know about Sarah Winchester appears to be based on rumors and stories that come from the 1967 book, Prominent American Ghosts by Susie Smith, a psychic, and articles also from the time in the San Francisco Chronicle. In fact, the Chronicle once wrote, quote, the reason for it is in Mrs. Winchester's belief that when the house is entirely finished, she will die, end quote. Additionally, there's a lot of things that we've already laid the breadcrumbs for, but rumors spread about Winchester, and then it appears that Smith herself added the story of the Winchester meeting with a medium before going to California. So that whole thing with Adam, could it be falsified? It could be made up by Susie Smith. Additionally, Winchester probably moved to California, maybe because of health concerns, whatever, but because she already had family in the area, her brother-in-law actually worked at a college in Oakland. And oh. so there are more realistic reasons why she might have gone this area. Historian Janin Bomey said Winchester most likely did not feel any guilt towards the people killed by Winchester rifles and that, quote, guns were looked at differently in those days. They were a necessity of life, end quote. So since the allegations to the house were planned by Winchester herself, and she was not a trained architect. That could explain why there were some mistakes, like the doors that led to nowhere, the mm-hmm. stairwells, etc. And that she had the money to make those mistakes and just kind of move on. Just finish the stairwell to nowhere and let's move on. But wow. it is possible 
that there's still some truth with regards to the ghosts and the seances that happened at the Winchester house because Winchester was known to be extremely private and newspapers may have exaggerated the truth about her because of that privacy. So who's to say? There could be a mixture of all of these theories at play, but I do want to say a lot of these pragmatic reasons in play do kind of call into question some of the rumors that have maybe spiraled out of control. Two things. Um, you know, we cover a lot of mysteries here and a common theory is always, is it a hoax? Right. I will say, like, surprisingly, like, smaller than we, I would have anticipated. There's a smaller amount of, like, it's a hoax that actually has a bunch of bullet points and evidence that can, mm -hmm. like, back it up. A lot of it's like, yeah. it could just be a hoax. Right. And Some think it's a hoax, that's and, it. And that's it. Yeah. This has a lot to kind of back it up. Right. Which feels is... Feels substantial. It, it really does. There feels like there's weight to this. So I can, I can see that totally being a thing. Yeah. I just... Man. The other thing was... Oh, man. I'm kind of torn. A lot of weight that this is a hoax. Okay. Yep. But a lot of people say they experience stuff here. Right. That's where you have like, so, is that the paranormal equivalent of a placebo? True. Or right. is there a conflation of realities here where it was sure. so much of a hoax that it became a thing, actually. Right. Because right. it was so inviting. Yeah, exactly. And then you have people, <sighs> once she passed away, actually doing seances there. Like, right. it could have been a post-mortem oh, haunting experience man. where this is a unique like it, it could be look. all of the above. It really could be, you know, like one of those annoying teachers that puts that at the end of their bubble, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so yeah, let's, let's lay it out. All right. We have a woman who really has an unfortunate situation yes. with her daughter and her husband, yep. all untimely deaths. She moves across the country to be closer to other family. And as part of her grieving, she not only wants to remodel a home to make it what it should be, could be whatever, mm -hmm. but continues to remodel it out of a kind of therapy to remember her husband and the process in New Haven. Right. Additionally, she's very private, so she's not really answering questions about this. I mean, she's now a world celebrity, essentially, being so wealthy. And she's building this house with a lot of curiosities, rumors coming from the construction workers and the servants and everything. So a lot of rumors are flying because there's a lot of oddities. Stories kind of get twisted. People kind of envelop these things. And maybe when she passes away, seances kind of open up some paranormal doors that lead to the experiences people have today. That kind of checks off most of our boxes and does feel quite straightforward. Right. The groundwork is already laid out, not Whoa. only from a mental perspective, mm -hmm. but physically as well. Like, look at the place. Mm -hmm. Man, that, that would be a wild... Because we never really discussed that, right? Like, what if it wasn't, like, a haunted thing? Hoax or not? Yeah. It wasn't a haunted thing whatsoever. But people believe that it was so much that after yet, yeah, like you said, after the passing, they made it that. Right. Like you could probably do that to any space if right. you focused in a lot of like looking for things, asking for things, drawing a lot of attention to something. Yeah. As we always, I mean, we joke about it, but it's true. Like you don't talk back to a spirit, no. certainly not like a demon. No. You wouldn't respond to it because it kind of enables it. Yep. And so if you're drawing a lot of attention to this space and you kind of subscribe to the idea that residual energies can be kind of responded to, you might be giving it the energy it's looking for in order to manifest itself. Mm -hmm. All very interesting. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Well, that is it for the Winchester oh, Mystery Mansion. Man. I think we, I honestly, I feel like we resolved a lot. I came out of this like, I love this this location. I love this story. Yeah. Uh, there's I knew a about lot a surface on. level. 
Yeah, but I feel like we really provided at least some closure, as much as you kind of can get to right. by the end of this. And next week, oh, am I so excited? Oh, Amityville. Oh, we're talking about yeah. that house. Yeah. We're talking about everything that went down it's with that. Movie. Yeah, the movies in there. You know, there's a lot of sequels to it, I guess. But like, dark, bloody yeah. history that went yeah. down in that house. Yeah, we're gonna dive into that it one next was, week. Uh, brutal. Yes. So, be strapped in. Be ready for that total different shift on what created that house to be haunted. Mm -hmm. We're going to dive into that next week to continue our Haunted House Month. Fred, I'll see you right back here next week for that mystery. Bye, everyone. <laughs>